Hey Joy Tribe, welcome back to episode 10 of the Joy Tribe podcast. It's been a minute and, you know, life has been kind of crazy here lately. If you've been following along um, with our journey through fertility and just everything that's happened in the past couple months, you know what I'm talking about. But I'm so excited to be back and to record this podcast and to kind of share with you guys what has been happening in my life. And um, for those of you who don't know, this week is National Infertility Awareness Week. Um, And that's just really been a huge part of my life right now. And so I thought it would be easier for me to share with you guys in a podcast rather than trying to post and do stories. Um, Because a lot of you have kind of asked about our journey and I'm at that point where I'm ready to talk about it um, because it's really been a bumpy road. So this is really a story of my journey to motherhood and how that looks and how that happened and how we got here. And, you know, if you're a mom, you know, we all have a different journey to motherhood, whether you were able to naturally get pregnant, whether you have gone through fertility treatments, whether you did surrogacy, whether adoption, um, foster care. There's so many ways to achieve becoming a mom. And so I wanted to share my story, um, how my journey to motherhood looks. And um, yeah, so I hope even if you're not a mom, this is a story of triumph. This is a story of tragedy. This is a story of heartbreak. This is a story of celebration. This is a story of God's amazing timing of God's goodness. And if you're not a mom, I just, I know this will speak to you. And I just hope that, um, if you are going through fertility, if you're unsure of what your next step is, I hope this will encourage you because I know that When this all began, I felt so alone, and when I started opening up and sharing and people reached out and said they were going through the same thing, it really, really helped me. I just so believe, I know I say this all the time, but I so believe there's power in community, and there's joy in community, and I'm so thankful for all of you guys. Um, So yeah, here's my story. I do want to preference this. Um, If you're not comfortable with talking about... (laughs) bodily functions or um, periods or that kind of thing. This may not be the podcast for you and that's fine. (laughs) But if you've been through fertility, then you know what I'm talking about. That's a big part of this story. So I will be referring to that. And um, yeah, so I hope this encourages you. I hope this kind of sheds light onto kind of why I've been a little MIA And yeah, so I guess I'm going to start with the background story. And, you know, I have a three-year-old. And so I'm going to start with, I'm not going to go in great detail, but I'm going to start with the very beginning of becoming a mother. And that would be getting pregnant with Stella. So um, my husband and I had been married a couple of years and we were ready to get pregnant I came off birth control, and I immediately 
probably like two months after coming off, stopped having a period, which first of all, I'm like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. I wasn't. And I didn't cycle. Um, during this time, we are finishing up college. We're almost out. Um, I'm in ultrasound school. My husband's in radiation therapy school. And so I'm doing ultrasounds and I'm in the medical field and I'm learning about, you know, the reproductive system and all this kind of stuff during this time. And so we graduate. I'm still not pregnant. We move to Tennessee. We kind of put a pause on things and we keep, keep on going. And I'm like, okay, something's off. And, you know, I wasn't having a cycle. I was starting to have weight issues. Um, just different things were happening. And I was like, I think I have polycystic ovaries. And so I had basically like diagnosed myself with that. And so I go to my OB and I'm telling him the stuff and I was like, I'm pretty sure I have polycystic ovaries and you know, that's the issue. And he's like, no, that's not true. Like you don't fit the normal criteria for this. And I was like, I know, but could you just please do an ultrasound? Because I just really think, um, that's what I have. So he finally did. I have polycystic ovaries. And I was like, okay, great. We know the problem. Like, let's solve it. We're good to go. And so a little background on that. When you have PCOS, there's it's different for everybody. But for me, I just quit um, having a cycle. So if you're not having a cycle, you're not ovulating. If you're not ovulating, there's no eggs to be fertilized. Therefore, you can't get pregnant. So um, he starts me on some medication and... You know, we go in for follicle checks. I had one, but it wasn't exactly how it needed to be. So I was a little bummed. He's like, I'm not going to give you the HDG shot because it's just not where it should be. I don't think this is going to be a good month. Um, but he said, but God is bigger. And I want you guys to kind of remember that and hold that thought because really the whole theme of this story is God is bigger. And he has the ultimate plan and the ultimate say. So just, just remember that God is bigger. And so I'm like, okay. And he's like, you know, go home and do your homework. And just in case, I'm like, all right. So we do our homework and, um, you know, a couple weeks go by and it's time for me to start my progesterone so I can have another cycle. Cause I don't do that on my own. I have to take medicine. And, uh, he's like, make sure you take a pregnancy test just in case. I'm like, all right. So I'm getting up for work. It's 5 a.m. I, pee on the pregnancy test, I get in the shower, and uh, I get out, and I, like, pick it up, I'm going to toss it in the trash, and it's positive, and I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> and I just start crying, because God is bigger, like, the my OB, he didn't think this was going to be a good month, and turns out, God is bigger, and so, long story short, we got pregnant with Stella, um, yeah, so, through my whole journey, thus far, like, I knew I was going to have issues getting pregnant, um, so that's kind of the preference, everything, so let's continue down the road, two and a half years later, two years later, and we're like, all right, you know, I think we're ready for baby number two, let's get going, um, so I come on birth control, and there was a small part of me that had this hope that, like, my body had corrected itself because sometimes that happens after um, having a baby. 
and it didn't about a month off birth control two months off I stopped cycling and I'm like okay here we go again but I'm like you know what we know how to fix it like it'll be fine we got pregnant with Stella super quick last time like no big deal we got this so I go to my OB you know you have your birth control for a couple months my birth control for a couple months and he's like um all right let's start on the letrozole let's get going so we take that or I have to take the progesterone to have my cycle we have the let all and I go for my follicle count and I have zero I have nothing I was like oh you know dang like that's kind of a blow like we had nothing and he was like well you know it's just the first month let's let's you know up the dose of letrozole and we'll we'll go from there I was like okay you know I was a little bummed but I was like you know we're not like in any rush it's not a big deal like the next upping the dose will work so we go um, back this next month, and I did have a few follicles, but nothing close to where they needed to be. And I got a little discouraged. I was a little bummed. Um, you know, I had thought in my mind it was going to be so easy because it worked so quickly with Stella and you know, but I kept holding on to the God is bigger, like he has a plan. Um, so then fast forward, he, he tells me, he's like, okay, I can up the dose one more time. He's like, but the only issue is this could make you ovulate, but it could make the lining of your uterus too thin. Um, and therefore if you do ovulate, it may not be able to implant. And he's like, that doesn't happen with everybody, but you know, that's just kind of a risk. And we're like, okay, let's do it. So just remember that I'm a sonographer. So when I go have these ultrasounds, like I can see and I know what's going on. So we come back at the end of the month, time to check for follicles. I have one, but it's not big enough at all. Like it's not near where the follicle was that we got Stella from. And so at that moment in time, the wind has kind of been taken out of my sails and I... You know, I'm I'm getting discouraged. And so he had already told me that there was nothing else he could do after upping the dose to this point. Um, so I go back in the room and he comes in and it's just a really emotional thing. So he starts saying to me the words that I know he's going to say, but it's different when someone says them out loud to you. And, you know, he says, you know, I'm so sorry, but... There's not anything else I can do. I'm going to have to refer you um, to a fertility clinic. So I start crying. He's, I absolutely love my baby. He's a super, super nice guy. And he's like, you know, don't worry. They're, you're going to be in great hands. I'm really good friends with Dr. Long. Like, you're going to be, it, it's going to be okay. So I'm like, okay. So I leave. I call Ben. I'm all upset. Um, you know, because we're creatures of, we want, instant reward instant gratification and, and I had in my mind that oh we're gonna get pregnant so quick like we do with Stella like it's not gonna be a big deal and that wasn't the case this time and so I was upset and I kind of felt like in that moment my control was taken away which is funny because we think we think we're in control of our lives when we're not you know God is bigger he has this plan for us 
And sometimes in that plan is a season of waiting. And y'all, that is a really hard season to walk through. Um, No matter if it's waiting to get pregnant, waiting to get a new job, waiting, you know, to find your significant other. The season of waiting is is very hard. Um, So we get referred, we call. I guess this was like probably end of November and I couldn't get into the fertility clinic until early January. So I kind of had this waiting period before I even had to go to the doctor. And I just wanted y'all to know that like the devil is so sneaky. Like Satan is so sneaky. And in this moment of vulnerability, he crept in and I started having thoughts of like, why are you going to fertility? You have a daughter. Is she not good enough? You know, why do you want more? You have a daughter. You should be happy with what you have. And that's such an unfair thought. Of course, I love my daughter. Of course, she is one of the most amazing things in my life. And she is enough. But it's natural to want another child, to want her to have a sibling. But I had that moment of guilt placed in my heart. And I really had to... I like to say pray it away. Like I had to ask God to like take these thoughts because I knew they weren't my thoughts. I knew they weren't his thoughts and I had to get those out. And I also started, I think sometimes when we are uncertain, like what's going to happen, we start to kind of build a wall. And I started building this wall of, you know, I'm okay with having only one kid. Like, it's not a big deal. She's at a super easy age. Like, it'll be so easy just to have one kid. Like, I started kind of prepping myself to to not have another one. And I had even convinced myself that I wasn't sure I was going to go through with fertility treatments. That I was, I was just going to, I would go talk to them and see what they had to say. But I wasn't allowing myself to, like, commit. I was building that wall to protect my heart, to guard my heart, because deep down I knew I wanted another child, but I was trying to make myself prepared to be okay to not. Um, So with becoming a mother, with, you know, having fertility issues, it's emotional, it takes a toll emotionally, physically, spiritually, it's all these things, um... I just think the hardest thing for me was just, it was like out of my control. For those of you who know me, like I am a control freak. Like I like to have a plan and like my plan had totally been like thrown upside down. Um, So we go to the fertility appointment, me and my husband and um, super nice guy. Like he was like, you know, this is the plan. We're not going to jump into IUI or IVF. We're going to start with medication because I think we can get your body to respond. We're going to do some different medication. We're going to do injections. Like we've got this. And he was so confident. And I was like, you know what? All right, let's do it. So the first thing he did was I was on estrogen for a couple weeks and y'all you know how you feel like the week before you have your period where you're just kind of like, 
crazy or that, you know, where your husband's like, are you about to start? Like they know just because <laughs> we're either emotional or just a lot more temperamental or whatever. Like that is how I felt for a month. And I, one day I told my husband, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, I just feel like I want to cry. Like I, I feel like I want to yell. I feel like all these things. And I was like, so just give me some grace. And he was so great. He really was. He never called me out on anything. Like he was so patient. Um, but that was rough. And in those moments I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, but you can, you get through it. Um, so when that was done, it was time to take the progesterone. And so with, with polycystic ovaries, you know, I, I didn't cycle. So the progesterone is what I would take to help me have a cycle. And so you take it for about a week and then when you stopped it, within 7 to 14 days, you would have a cycle. So I started taking the progesterone. And on day, like, 2 or 3 of taking it, I started my period. I was like, whoa, this is so weird. Because I had taken progesterone a lot and it never, ever happened like this. And then it was, when I say, like, a cycle, like, it was probably one of the worst I've ever had. And I was like, dang, like, this is really bad. Like, I remember I called my mom. She lives right down the road. I was like, do you have a heating pad? Like, I am in so much pain. Like, so she comes over and, I mean, I got a migraine. It was just a really bad day. So I called them like, hey, you know, I'm only on day three of the progesterone, but um, I've started. They're like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay, come in tomorrow and we'll do some blood work and an ultrasound and, you know, get started. I was like, okay, cool. So I go in and um, they do the ultrasound and it's, you know, you're like, yeah, you're into your cycle, you know. And I uh, get my blood drawn. And so I, you know, we leave, we go, I think, I don't know, I ran some errands and whatever. I get home that afternoon and it was probably like four o'clock and um, I had to teach the fitness class I teach that night. And so I'm kind of getting ready for that. My phone rings and it's the doctor's office. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I answer the phone and uh, the nurse says, hey, we um, we got your blood test back. And she's like, so we always run a pregnancy test um, and yours came back positive. And I, you know, my heart kind of stopped. And I just had this rush of excitement. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. And then I looked, you know, to my right at the box of tampons and the box of pads and the heating pads sitting there. And my heart dropped because I knew, I knew in that moment I was having a miscarriage. And all that was such, that was really hard because everything that we've been praying for and hoping for, the whole reason we were doing fertility treatments was to get pregnant and to hear the words, you are pregnant, but we think you're having a miscarriage. That was rough. It was a really, really, really rough week. And she was like, you know, we think just because of your symptoms, you're having a miscarriage. Um, but we want you to come in in 48 hours to check your levels and see what's happening. Sorry, um, trying to get through this. It's just, it's been an emotional journey. Um, 
So I I knew I knew deep down, like I knew I was I had had a miscarriage. And but I had that small bit of hope that maybe I was like, you know, sometimes people bleed. You know, I I I really did. I was trying to make it okay, but I knew went for the blood test, they called me with my results, and they're like, look, you know, your levels have gone way down. Um, they're basically zero now, so you have had a miscarriage, and they were so sorry, and, and so I asked them, because I was like, how did we miss this, and they're like, you know, when we took your initial blood, when we first started everything, you must have been too early for it to pick up, um, you know, I talked to the doctor, and he was like, you know, Based on your levels, we think you were just around six, maybe seven weeks. Um, he's like, but, you know, I'm so sorry, but fortunately, he's like, this counts as a cycle. You have had a cycle and, um, you know, you, we can get started with everything. And so I've discovered I've had a miscarriage. Was discovered I got pregnant on my own somehow. I've had a miscarriage, but now we're going to start fertility treatment all in like 72 hours. And I almost didn't share about the miscarriage. I, uh, I felt again, Satan has a way of coming in and filling us with lies. You know, I was like, how can I even say I've I've had a miscarriage because I found out I was pregnant and having a miscarriage all in the same time. But you guys, no matter when you hear those words, they hold the same sting. And, um, I felt, I don't know. I felt like it was, I was, I didn't have the right to talk about it, that I didn't have the right to share it because I was quote unquote, barely even pregnant. Um, you know, I worked at a high risk OB. I saw women who lost children, who lost their babies late in pregnancy or, you know, 12 weeks in. And I just can't imagine how heart wrenching. And I pray for all of you who've gone through that. But I also pray for all of you who, who just lost it early. Cause you have that hope no matter when you have this hope of a life, you have this, you have these dreams that come rushing through and, it, it it really sucks. I'm just going to say it. it really sucks. Um, but I did. I did share it. And you guys were so, so amazing. You guys just shared with me. You prayed. You sent the sweetest DMs. And I'm thankful for that. And that's part of why I'm telling this story. Because as I started hearing people's story and I felt so not alone in that moment, in that pain, in that heartbreak, it it really helped me. And so that's part of why I'm sharing, um, this story. Um, but within all of this, you know, I'm praying to God, I'm like, God, why would I even get pregnant? And why, you know, why did I have to know? Like, and he was, and God is bigger. That wasn't the plan at the moment. That wasn't what was supposed to be, but through all of this, he was holding my hand and he comforted me and helped me through this and put the right people in my path to talk me through it. Um, so keep on going with the story. We, uh, started fertility treatments. I started the letrozole again, followed by 
um, injections, which I wish y'all could have been a fly on the wall. Like I hate, I hate needles. And if you're doing fertility treatments, like you better get used to needles because they're going to draw your blood all the time. And the shots, it wasn't so bad. Um, my mom was a nurse, so she gave me the shots and then had to show my husband, which he was, he did so great. Um, so we took the shots, we went in, I had two follicles, one that was mature, one that wasn't quite, um, took one more thing of shots and did the trigger shot and, you know, did our homework and <laughs> then we wait. Uh, so when it was time to find out, to do the blood test, to find out if I was pregnant, she told me I was going on a Monday. She was like, you can take a pregnancy test that weekend and, it, you know, it should be positive or whatever. And I was like, had told myself, I was like, I'm not going to do it because, you know, if it, the pregnancy test does come back negative and I, I, you know, I'll be so sad, but, you know, it could just be because I'm so early, you know, anyways. So, um, that Saturday we had been over at my parents' house for dinner and we came home and we walked in the kitchen and I was like, oh my gosh, babe, you've got to take the trash out. Like the trash smells horrible. Um, you gotta take it out. So I go get my daughter to sleep and I come back out and I'm like, Ben, like you please take the trash out. And he's like, I did. And in my head I was like, hmm, like I'm not typically that sensitive to smells. So, um, I was like, I think I'm pregnant. So that morning, the following morning when I woke up, I took a test and it was like instantly positive. I was so excited. I, I left, um, I got up before Ben. So I, I just left the pregnancy test, like sitting by his toothbrush. That's <laughs> kind of gross, but I like left it sitting there. So when he woke up, he'd see it. And so he sees, he comes downstairs, we're both crying. And so I was like, what's wrong? And we're like, we're just so happy. Cause we didn't want to tell her in that moment. Um, Anyway, so just from going to just that rock bottom of the miscarriage, the hormones of infertility to just that high of it's finally worked. Like I have a positive test, but still kind of having that fear because I'm just coming off a miscarriage and I'm praying that that won't happen um, again. So we, um, you know, you have to wait a couple weeks where you can have an ultrasound. Um, when I did actually rewind, when I go for the blood test for them to tell me I'm pregnant, she calls me. She's like, whoa, you're like, you're pregnant. She's like, your levels are like really good. They're high. Like, they're great. And so as we're rolling into this before the ultrasound, all of like it was just so different from Stella, which I know every pregnancy is different. But I told my mom, I guess it was like a couple days before the ultrasound. I was like, I really think. I think I'm pregnant with twins. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, I just really think it's twins. It's like, I could be wrong because my brother had been joking this whole time that us doing fertility, we were going to have like quads or septuplets or something crazy. So that had been on my mind because he had just been so giving me, you know, messing with me about it. But I was like, no, I really think, I think I'm pregnant with twins. Um, so we go, my mom went with me. My husband was was out of town for work and sure enough as soon as the screen came up again I'm a sonographer I see that it's twins I don't say anything because I know my mom doesn't know yet and so I 
wait for the tech. And she's like, well, there's two babies. And so my mom starts, you know, we're so excited. We're just over the moon. We're both crying. Um, I FaceTime my husband and I asked the sonographer, I was like, can you kind of mess with him? And she's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, you know, here you go. So I turned the screen on and she's like, here's the baby. And he's like, oh, cool. And she was like, and here's the other one. He's like, what? You know, so it was such a fun, like, we were so excited, like, wow, we were having twins. Like, we've gone through such an emotional roller coaster. I mean, God, you are so good. Thank you for blessing us with two babies. And obviously there's that little bit of, there was a little side of like a little panic. I was like, oh man, like, whew, twins. Um, but we got past that real quick. And, you know, I started the Pinterest board and started, you know, diving into, I went and bought a book about twins and all this stuff. And um, so we had been really open with the fertility journey with the miscarriage. And so I was like, you know, let's, let's share the news about the twins. I was so sick, so sick. And I, we live in a really small town. So I had had to stop teaching the fitness class I was teaching. And so I knew people were probably like, hmm, like what's going on? And all of you who'd been following and kind of knowing that it was getting close to like knowing. So we were like, you know what? We've been so honest, like, let's share our joy. We're so, so excited. So we shared, we made a post. You guys were so awesome. All you twin moms reached out, like, amazingly. So great. Like, we were just over the moon. I was so sick. We were just over the moon. And with every ultrasound, you know, I fell more and more in love with my babies, with baby A and with baby B. And, um, it was such an exciting time. Stella was so excited to be a big sister and to have two babies. Like, it was just really one of the happiest couple weeks of our lives as we just celebrated this gift we had been given. Um, so everything was going great. Ben had to work. My mom wasn't able to go with me to the doctor. Um, she was keeping Stella and my nieces. So I went... To the doctor by myself and um I go in for the ultrasound and again just remember I'm an, I'm a sonographer so I I know what's going on so she she starts the ultrasound and I immediately see it and it's one of those moments that sorry <laughs> still a little raw um that you just won't forget. It's a moment where you kind of just stop. Your world kind of stops for a minute. Um, and the sweet sonographer, she's so sweet. Like, I just see the just panic on her face. And she's real. She's a really young girl. And um, I finally said it out loud because she, God love her, was just trying. It was like she was looking at the screen, willing it to be... Um, and I finally said the words, I don't see the heartbeat either. And, you know, she was like, I'm so sorry. I, she stops all the I'm obviously sobbing. Um, and we lost baby A right at eight weeks. Oh, that's been really tough, guys. Like, really tough. Um, I 
I was, it's just a, it was a lot of emotions all in one, um, in one. It was heartbroken because you've lost a baby. It was excitement because there's still one, there's still one growing. Um, it was fear because what if this happened to the other baby? What if baby B didn't make it? Um. There was just guilt. You know, you just do that to yourself. Did you do something wrong? Like, all wrapped in this five minutes. Um, so she leaves. Of course, my doctor's out of town. Like, that's when things happen. She comes back and she's like, you know, I, I've got to finish ultrasound. I've got to check on B. And I'm like, I, I understand. I get it. So we start again. And B's heart's just a going and swiggling and... Um, it was just, it was hard. So I leave, you know, where you like put your sunglasses on and you're like willing yourself not to, to cry. I get in my car and you guys, I just really felt Jesus in that moment. And he just was like, I've got you and I'm heartbroken with you and I'm sorry. Um, so I had to call Ben and tell him and you know he's so great he's so positive he's so um uplifting and it really just sucked the joy uh from this pregnancy it did it sucked the joy right out of it because now I had to wait a whole week to make sure that baby B was okay um I think we announced, I guess it was Saturday, about the twins, and we found out that Wednesday that we had lost baby A, and it was just one of the worst days of my life, really. I'm being honest, it was. There's been other days, but that was that's at the top of the list. Um, all the reality that I had created in my head of what our life was going to be with the, the twins. I had already started like, you know, like a name list for the twins. And if it was two boys, two girls, boy and a girl, I had told my three-year-old, how was I going to tell her? And God just spoke into my heart. He was like, share your story. And, you know, everything we walk through, we have a choice. We can let it define us and we can just let it consume us or we can use it to help others and we can use it to talk joy into someone else's life and I mean it took a, a hot second um but that evening well that weekend I was going to be in a wedding my best friend's wedding and um the whole town was going to be there, you know, and I told my husband, I was like, I've got to share about the twins. Like we've, we've got to get this out. He was like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, if I don't, everyone at the wedding is going to be congratulating us for two babies. And that's not the case anymore. And so when I posted about it, once again, you guys all just rallied around us and prayed for us and sent 
messages and comments and just really helped us get through this sad moment. Um, and again, it, it kind of made things super weird because people would be like, congratulations, and I'm so sorry. And it was hard to respond, you know, because you're obviously in your first trimester and you're super hormonal and emotional anyways, and now let's throw on a miscarriage on top of it, but you're still pregnant. Um, I do want you to know that I'm at peace with it. I have walked through two miscarriages in three months. I have gotten, I miss, I lost a baby I didn't know, and I lost a baby that I had gotten to know and gotten to watch grow. That's really hard, um, but you're not alone. You know, unfortunately, miscarriage is not uncommon, but it doesn't make it not hurt. And I want you to know that if you have gone through that or you're going through that right now, that it's okay to let it hurt, but don't let it stop you. Um, so baby B, now we, we call it baby H, um, is doing, it is growing and it is, it's doing so well. And um, we are almost out of the first trimester. Um, and I'm excited again. I'm excited for this gift that God has given us. Um, but I think there's just still going to be that fear in me for the rest of this pregnancy. Just because every ultrasound kind of makes me nervous. Um you know, with us being where we were when we lost baby A, in my ultrasounds now, I still see our sweet baby A. Um, eventually we won't, but it's still hanging hanging around. So there's that reminder. Um, also with twin pregnancy, you know, you your uterus grows a lot quicker. So my uterus is bigger than what it should be with a single pregnancy. So I already have a baby bump. Um, and that's kind of a reminder, too, of what was but you know what is what is is an amazing blessing that is growing an amazing blessing that we prayed for and hoped for and went through fertility treatments for and God has been so faithful he's walked through this roller coaster of emotions with us and he's still walking with us and God is bigger. He's bigger than my PCOS. He's bigger than fertility treatments. He's bigger than miscarriage. He is bigger. And that's the hope and the, and the truth that I will cling to as a mother. And that is what I will teach my children. These babies that we prayed for. And I want you to know that if you're walking through miscarriage, if you're walking through fertility, that he is bigger. That if you don't get anything else from this, this podcast, I hope you get that. I hope you, you can know that he has such a mighty plan for you.
and I'm so thankful for all of you. I'm so thankful for your prayers, for your sweet DMs, your texts, your comments, just everyone who has walked through this with us, it has just really helped us and I'm thankful for you. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you to come on this journey of pregnancy with me to to celebrate the life of baby B, of, of our sweet baby H who's growing. And um yeah. You know, this story is a hard one, but it's my story and it's my story that I'm going to share because I hope it'll speak into your life. I hope it'll speak into your heart and I hope it will help someone like other people's stories helped me. So that being said, <laughs> thank you for bearing with me on that. I just, I feel like miscarriage and I feel like infertility and I feel like all these things aren't talked about enough. And I think with social media, that's changing. And I'm happy it's changing because it's real and so many of us are going through it um real quick though on joy tribe itself i'm getting ready to do some major rebranding and um i'm really excited about it and so stay tuned because we're going to be having a really big sale to kind of clean house a bit and get ready for this rebrand um so i'm so thankful for you guys just, you know, even through just, just sharing my personal life, but also in just sharing in my business and in my mission to spread joy and just helping me give back to these charities that are close to my heart. I'm just, I'm thankful for you guys. And I'm so thankful for this joy tribe guys. Y'all are the best. And if you guys have any questions or if you're wondering about different fertility treatments or just anything, please DM me. Please reach out. So many of you guys did that for me, and I'm happy to do that for anyone that needs it. So thankful for you guys. Until next time.